0: والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وكونوا مع الصادقين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يا بني ان قدرت ان تصبح وليس في قلبك فان ذلك من سنتي ومن احب سنتي كان معي في او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم of the Quran Sharif was recited, Allah addresses the believers, ya yuhalladina aman. O you who have Iman, so it is not those who are devoid of Iman that are being addressed, those who have shirk in their hearts that are being addressed, those who have kufr in their hearts are being addressed, no, those who have Iman in their hearts. Allah Taala is addressing the mu'mineen, ya ladina amanut taqulla. Those of you who have iman, adopt taqwa. Fear Allah Taala, adopt taqwa. So iman is already there, but on top of that, now this is the command that adopt taqwa, because with this taqwa, this iman will be safeguarded iman will be enhanced it will be strengthened and if this taqwa is missing then this iman will keep weakening there won't be any protection for this iman Allah forbid as it gets weaker and weaker then it could even be totally removed from that heart and replaced with shirk, with kufr so the protection and the safeguard for this Iman is this taqwa. If this taqwa is missing, then this Iman will be at very in very great danger. Because Iman, that Iman is necessary which has that certain amount of strength in it in order to take a person safely through all the various stations of Akhirat, directly into Jannat. Nobody wants to go via any kind of difficulty and hardship, via the torments of Jahannam. Because there are many major stations of Akhirat. It's the station of the Qabr, the questions of munkar and Nakir. And then there's a the day of Qiyamat. In the Qabr itself, there are so many halat and conditions that come about. A person that was a good person Obedient person to Allah Ta'ala, then that Qabr becomes a garden of Jannat for him. And Allah forbid, if that station is not crossed very correctly, person was in a problem, then that can become a pit of Jahannam too. Then the day of Qiyamah, and the difficulties of the day of Qiyamah, the sun above the heads of people, people in their, almost drowning in their own perspiration, and all the various difficulties of that moment. And then Allah forbid (coughs) the torments of Jahannam if a person didn't get direct entry into Jannah. Now, a person's iman has to be of that strength that it can protect him and safeguard him from all these things. All these trials of the Qawar, the difficulties of the day of Qiyamat, the torments of Jahannam, Iman has to be that strong. Now if a person considers that while in dunya if his Iman is not so strong that it can keep his gaze low. Now there's some woman passing by and now at that time he has to lower his gaze because that's the command of Allah Ta'ala. Say to the believing men to lower their gazes. Now that will happen with the strength of Iman. If that Iman is so weak that it can't bring the gaze down, then how is that Iman going to be able to defend a person in the cover? If that Iman is so weak that it can't stop the person's hand from stretching towards something haram, or from his fingers pressing some haram buttons, the weakness of Iman is such that there is no strength to hold that hand back from touching the haram how is that Iman going to defend him on the day of Qiyamah that Iman which cannot stop a person from all the various sins of lust the sins of the ego how is that Iman going to save him from the torments of Jahannam this is the issue that in this world already we have to make that level of effort on this iman to strengthen it to that point that it can become a source of protection and a source of salvation in the akhirat but the yardstick for that is that how much is this iman protecting a person from sin that is why this command of Allah Ya Ya الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا ittaqullah. Oh, you who believe Adopt taqwa. Fi Allah ta'ala, adopt taqwa. Adopt taqwa in all aspects. In all types of sins. This aspect of sin, in this hadith sharif that we recited at the beginning, when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa addressed Hazrat Anas radiallahu ta'ala Anas radiallahu ta'ala wa was his khadim. His mother had come to with him to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. She said to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this is your khadim Anas make dua for him so he was a young boy 10 years old and he was brought in the khidmat of nabi sallallahu Alaihi wasallam and then she came and asked for dua nabi sallallahu Alaihi wasallam made dua for him and made dua ya Allah give him barakat in his wealth and in his children give him barakat in his wealth and in his children Now barakat doesn't necessarily have to happen in the form of excess of quantity. But sometimes it happens in that form as well. It doesn't mean it won't happen in that form. But it doesn't necessarily have to happen in that form. Sometimes in a very small amount, a lot will get done. One thousand and more sahaba ate from one pot of food which could normally be sufficient only for a few people. So that was a barakat. Abu Bakr on one occasion some guests came, so he sent them home and he said to his son that you feed the guests, I'm coming, I'll come later. But the guests said, no, we're not going to eat till he comes. Any case, after some time he came, he finds out did the guests eat still, because that was a big concern, must feed the guests, make the ikram. He said, no, the guests said they're not going to eat till you come. So he got very upset that, why didn't you feed the guests? In any case, he long and short of the whole incident was eventually he said look I took a qasam that I'm not going to eat when I'm breaking this qasam because it's a wrong qasam, because he got upset at that moment why didn't you feed the guests? so in any case he said now I'm breaking this qasam because this is wrong now I will eat and I will feed the guests also in any case he started eating as they're eating, now he's seeing that pot of food, they're eating and each time something is being dished out it is like more is coming in from within the pot and after everybody had eaten, after everybody had been satisfied, the house people ate, the guests had eaten, it appeared that there was more food now than what was before. Now this was Barkat. So, this is also Barkat in this form. But here in Hazrat Anas Adil-Ano's case, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi made dua for him. Ya Allah grant him Barkat in his wealth and in his children. The effect of this dua was that he says that. In my orchard, the trees would bear fruit twice a year. Everywhere the system is one, that the trees bear fruit in season, the season comes once a year. His orchard would bear fruit twice a year. Every six months it will bear fruit. And by the time it was the era of Hajjaj bin Yusuf, by that time, There might have been some plague, etc., due to which a lot of people had passed away. He says, I buried 120 of my own children. And when he would come with his children and grandchildren, etc., all would come together to make tawaf, the whole mataf would get full, just with his own family. This was the effect of the dua of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is addressing him. He was very close, he was a khadim of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and he even mentions that Nabi Sallallahu was such that not on a single occasion, for 10 years he was in Nabi khidmat, not on a single occasion he said to me, Uff once, oh, لِشَيْءٍ lima Something which I did, this all refers to mundane things, dunya things, or day-to-day issues, doesn't relate to anything regarding deen. Obviously, in Dini issues, there was no compromise. What had to be done, had to be done. What was not allowed to be done, was not allowed to be done. But in day-to-day mundane things, it says, never did I do something which I shouldn't have done. I took something and kept it where it shouldn't be kept. Or I started doing something which wasn't my work, whatever it might be, daily thing, children, others in the home, whatever. He says, Not once did Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam reprimand me that why you did this. And neither did any time that he give me some instruction to do something and I didn't do it. In 10 long years, not once did he reprimand me why you didn't do it. Obviously, with regards to day to day mundane issues. <coughs> so Nabi Sallallahu is addressing him and he's saying to him that, Oh, my beloved son, Ya Bunaya. Saying to him that, look, the crux of this is keep your heart totally clean of malice. Now, the sins that we are talking about, this is where this topic came in, of two types. One is those sins which are known as Bahi, meaning those sins which are related to lust. One type of sin. Person gets caught up in zina, is caught up in drinking, in gambling. Is all lust. Person steals, this is also all related to the lust. Doesn't protect his gaze, doesn't protect his tongue from talking lewd things, vulgar things. All this is related to lusts. This is one kind of sin one whole category of sin. And then there is another category of sin which is related to the ego. Pride. And together with all that anger, malice, jealousy, all these things that are related to the ego. Both are sin. Both are serious. But if you look into the hadith, that how they have been expressed. One might wonder that whether some are really major sins or are they something minor. On the one side, when it comes to the sins related to lust, the Bismillah says, "Man qalil la ilaha illallah mukhlisan dhalal janna." The person who says "La ilaha illallah" would be classed into jannah. So, Maaz bin Jabal did he allow him to ask? in zana? wa in sarq? Even if he committed zina, even if he stole, these are both related to lust. So the reply is, wa in zana, wa in Yes. Even though that, even if he committed these crimes. the Meaning is obvious, that even if he committed these crimes, either he sincerely made toba, if he didn't make toba and he didn't gain his forgiveness, he'll end up going through jannah, but he'll get to jannah due to iman. He'll go through Jahannam if he didn't get forgiven, but through Iman he'll end up in Jannat. That is the obvious meaning. But this is how it's expressed, as if this was something that, it's a sin, but it'll get sorted out. And on the other side, when it comes to the sins of the ego, لا يدخل الجنة من كان في قلبه من خردل من B.S. says that person won't enter Jannat who has pride to the extent of a mustard seed. Again, the meaning is the same. He won't enter Jannat until he is cleansed through the fire of Jahannam. He's got Iman. He'll get cleansed through the fire of Jahannam. Then he'll enter Jannat. Both the end result is the same. In the first instance, also, if he doesn't get forgiven, he'll go through Jahannam and then enter Jannat. And the second instance is also the same thing but the manner of expressions are worlds apart. When it comes to the aspect of the sins of the ego, this is magnified. It's very, very, very serious. Because this, the sins of the lust, as serious as they are, cannot compare to the damage and the harm that the sins of the ego can can cause. Shaitan became accursed forever. Is no chance of any respite for him, forever accursed. And where it started off from? What? Where this? What? We brought this about? Son of the of the ego, pride. من من it's pride. Pride came in between, and thus everything went forever devased forever accursed because he committed the worst pride and right in the court of Allah Ta'ala and he began opposing the clear command of Allah Ta'ala so the lesson in all this is Nabi Islam is teaching us on this occasion that look this heart keep it clean I've got to keep it clean from everything keep it clean from all sins, whether it's the sins pertaining to lust, whether it's the sins pertaining to the ego. But in particular on this occasion, Nabi Salaam is saying to him, keep your heart clean from Rish, all kinds of malice, any dirt for anyone. Dunya is dunya, all kinds of situations come about. Everything happens. All kinds of Situations come about in relationships, in work situations, a lot of things happen. And being insan, we are prone to be affected. We are insan. Not made of stone, not made of steel or something. We are insan. We are prone to get affected. But despite being prone to get affected, still this is the teaching of the B's. Deen is a complete code of life, it has catered for every aspect of this insan it has catered for his emotional state also that there has been a problem with two people between two people, Shariat is even given three full days of respite if for three days they don't talk to each other too, there still no ruling has been passed on them Allah Ta'ala's grace will still come because three days is still within the limit but three days have passed and now they still keep those ties broken. Now they become deprived of the mercy of Allah Taala. On Thursdays, when the books of deeds are presented to Allah Taala for the week, Allah Taala forgives numerous people. Says these two people leave them. Let it be suspended till they sort them out. They sort them out, then we'll forgive them. So this heart, Allah Taala wants us to keep it very clean. Very clean from all sins, sins of the lust and especially sins of the ego. Sins of the lust, by and large, generally will harm a person personally. Generally, though others also get hurt in the process sometimes. Others around also get hurt in the process. Person does something stupid, his family suffers too. He committed the wrong, others around suffer also but more often than not it is confined. It is confined to the person himself or those almost maybe immediately around him. By and large this is the effect of, obviously in dunya, the effect of the sins of the lust. But the sins of the ego, this pride settles in the heart, this aspect of I am better, I must have that recognition, Oh, it's me, I. This damage can happen. One person can become the means of harm and the difficulties Allah forbid sometimes for thousands of people. One person's ego can cause damage to thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people. That ego. The harm of that is not confined. Because the person himself is going to feel proud, It doesn't finish off there. He's going to now act that pride out. He is going to want to grab that recognition from somewhere. Grab that position from someone. And for that, what not will happen? And how many people's lives might go? How many people's izzat might go? Doesn't matter to him. This is the severity of this. And this is why it is expressed in this manner. That such a person will not enter jannat who has pride to the extent of a mustard seed. So in this hadith Sharif, Nabi is addressing Hazrat Anas that an. Ya bunayya, in Qadarta an Tusbiha wa Tumsiya wa leysa fi qalbika ghishun li ahadin faf'al. O oh my beloved son, keep this heart completely clean of malice. Keep it clean. The heart's cleanliness affects other things around. The cleanliness of the intention, the cleanliness and purity and sincerity of the intention. It affects many things. One Kitab e Muhsini, Mufti Mahmud Sahib quoted one incident from there where one king in those days, there used to be these small, small kingdoms, and these kings would sometimes go on hunting expeditions and get lost also, and all these kind of things used to happen. So, this one king, he finished off in one garden, he got somehow separated from that hunting ban and he finished off in one garden and when he finished off in that garden so he asked he was thirsty, so he asked the person look I want something to drink so he brought one pomegranate the gardener brought one pomegranate and he squeezed the juice out of the pomegranate So the one pomegranate, two glasses got filled now, the two glasses got filled, now that king is sitting and watching this garden this orchard, so lush one pomegranate Two glasses got filled with the juice. How is this person owning it? This should be in the ownership of the state. So, this is something we need to sort out. Can't leave it like this. Any case, he drank that and then he said, To give me some more. This person went and brought another pomegranate, he's squeezing it and squeezing it. And then he brought a second one after two pomegranates got squeezed to it filled up half glass. Very strange asked him the same tree, he says yes the same tree, asked him what happened. First time one pomegranate filled up two glasses and now two is filling up half a glass. What happened? So now the simple person he doesn't know who's in front of him and he says to him it seems like the intention of the king has become corrupted. Says, the intention of the king has become corrupted what do you mean? He says oh, there's some some corruption has come into his intention. The effect of that is that the barkat has gone out of the garden. So now he said, look, let's just see now what this person is talking about. Let me repent. Whatever intention I had, I'm making toba from it. I'm not going to now make any, or oh, cause any issue here. I'm not going to try to take this under the control of the state. Let it be. After a while, he said, OK, bring another some juice again. Person brings again one more pomegranate. This time again, it fills up both glasses. Ask him what happened again now. So, you know, it seems like the king's intention has come right. <laughs> seems like this time again he sorted his intention out. Now, Allah Taala sometimes makes these things happen in such a dramatic way, in such an apparent manner, for Ibrat. People will take some lesson that this is a reality. This is a reality that a person's intentions also, if that intention is pure it is sincere, it will impact on those around, it will impact on his work, it will impact on so many things, it will impact on the barkat of things. And if that intention is corrupted, the person is outwardly appearing to do everything very correctly, very right, being very good, whatever it is, everything outwardly is fine. But the intention behind the motives, there is some problem in it, there is some ulterior motive. Going to impact. Outwardly it might not seem very very clear that where this impact came from but the impact is the intention. The impact is the intention that Hadith Sharif about the three people who got caught up in that cave through the storm and the rock came, we discusses this Hadith Sharif many times and then eventually each one presented something and Allah removed that rock. What was the bottom line of it? Ya Allah if I did this solely for your pleasure If this action was done with no ulterior motive, then Allah, you make this rock move. So, the bottom line is that the intention moved the rock. The strength of that intention, that intention impacted. So, Allah wants us to have this heart very clean in all aspects, to the extent of our intention. Why we are saying something. It might be we can make some excuses can say something and present some reasoning for why this was said, or why this was done. But what was the real motive behind it? Allah Ta'ala knows. What was the real intention behind it? Was it really what we are claiming it to be? Or was it something apart from that? Allah Ta'ala is aware. Allah Ta'ala is all-knowing. يَعْلَمُ sudur, He knows the deception of the eye and what the heart conceals. Allah knows all. So therefore, this cleanliness of the heart, Nabi Slaw is emphasizing this. And in particular, this aspect of malice. Keep this heart clean of malice. And then further, Nabi Salaam says, why? This is my way. My heart is clean. Now, who didn't do what to Nabi Salaam in terms of the kufar? The disbelievers. What kind of treatment they gave him? what kind of difficulties they placed upon him, what kind of taunting and mocking and jeering, and all kinds of hardship, and upon him, upon his family, upon his sahaba. But yet, when somebody came, Nabi Islam took him wholeheartedly. Nothing. The one occasion where Hazrat Wahshi, ta'ala an, who was responsible for the martyrdom of Hazrat Hamza ta'ala an, He becomes a Muslim. This was a very, very difficult thing for Nabi. The martyrdom of his uncle. And because of the way he was martyred, that after being martyred, his body was cut open, his liver was taken out, his body was mutilated. Nabi was very moved. The Dwahshir comes after he accepts Islam, and he also doesn't just come, he is repeatedly called he saying but I don't think I'm going to make it there's too many conditions here Nabi Islam says don't worry the conditions are out for you you come lengthy incident the ayat of the Quran Sharif one after the other ayats are revealed and eventually he comes and accepts Islam after he accepts Islam Nabi Islam says to him can you remain out of my direct gaze now why what was the reason for this the beast also asked him to remain out of his direct gaze. Was this out of some malice? No, this itself is the proof of how clean the heart was for him. That the reason for this was, that every time the beast also sees him, this will be human nature, human nature that when he sees him, it might just evoke again the thought of his uncle. And because he was martyred in such a gruesome manner, it might evoke some emotion. And now this person is becoming responsible for that grief to be revived. That might become a barrier from, for him to benefit. So to save him from any barrier, and so that he can benefit completely, that he mustn't be deprived in any way. This was the reason Nabi Salaam said to him, stay out, stay out of my direct gaze. It must not happen that I see you and my emotions are stirred and I feel grieved, but now you become the means involuntarily. You become the means of my grief being revived. And now that's pain. So that has become pain to the Nabi of Allah. Ta'ala. That might become a means of deprivation. So to save him from that deprivation, which might happen involuntarily. The Salasum said to this to him. This too was the, actually stemming from this complete cleanliness of the heart, no malice for him, only love for him. So this is that cleanliness that Allah Taala wants from us, and this is part of this ayat of the Quran, sharif Ya yuhalladina a manut taqulla, or you believe, fear Allah Taala in every aspect, in all things, external issues, internal issues in all the farais wajibat, sundats, in staying away from haram, all external sins, removing all the sins of the ego from our hearts. All this is part of the istakullah. And how will this... Now this is the command. Allah Ta'ala's grace is that Allah Ta'ala has also shown how will this be possible to bring into the one's life. Allah Ta'ala is commanding that, O oh, you who believe, adopt this taqwa... Because without this taqwa, your iman is not safe. This taqwa is what's going to guard the iman. This is the fortress. And this is going to keep enhancing it. This is going to keep strengthening it. This is going to keep elevating the level of iman. And in adopting the taqwa, there's going to be challenges. There's going to be mujahada. There's going to be that struggle with the nafs. But when that struggle is going to be undertaken, that mujahada will be undertaken, the time will come when that enjoyment of that iman will come. person is cooking a pot of food, there's a lot of mujahada involved in that. The cooking of that pot of food, there's a lot of first cleaning and cutting and chopping and all kinds of processes that go in the preliminary stage of it. And then, nowadays it's all electric but if a person had to cook on that open fire and that smoke, and those fumes, and that heat, and even at that stove in any case, and then there's a time involved, and there's so much of taking care of it, and looking after that pot. There's a whole lot of mujahada involved. The person has gone through that whole mujahada, at the end of that whole exercise, now he merely opens that pot, and the aroma already is something that takes his mind away. He hasn't yet even tasted it. Aroma itself has already filled his heart and mind with that freshness. He's already feeling energized by merely just breathing that fragrance. And now he eats that. When he eats it, that flavor of it now permeates every fiber of his body. But did that happen without that mujahada first? This is our position. We want that flavor person just started making subhanallah one time and now he's waiting for mi'raj to take place so we want that flavor we want everything and we say but where is that I can't seem to feel anything to start off with that feeling is definitely not the objective if a person didn't feel anything his whole life but he did what he was supposed to do he has been progressing at every step and a person outwardly felt a lot one through one two times and then left everything then he is as low as whatever it was. Because he left everything, he is going nowhere. But if a person is consistent, he remains steadfast, he continues doing what he supposed to be doing. And that mujahada is involved. But eventually, when that mujahada has been completed to a point, the person cooked that food halfway and he stopped. So now he opens that pot, there is no flavor. He tries to eat it, he can't eat it. So, it needs to come to its end point, to the point of completion. When it comes to that point of completion, that ma'rifat, the fragrance of ma'rifat opens out. And that muhabbat of Allah ta'ala, that then it, it permeates every fiber of his body. And then every amal that he performs is with that kafiat of ihsan. But that mujahada, that's part of the process. It's not going to come without that. That pot of food is not going to get cooked without that mujahada. So now he has to make that mujahada. And now, when he makes that mujahada, then this end result comes. So now, that mujahada is in all the facets in staying away from haram, in fulfilling what he's supposed to fulfill, all his salah five times a day, with jama'ah, his tilawat, his zikr, his tasbihad. and whatever else is meant to be done, what is meant to be refrained from his refraining. And he's making an effort on himself, he's making an effort on others, on his family, on his community, whatever extent he can make an effort. So all this then brings that mujahada to its completion. When it comes to its completion, then the doors open out. But now all this stems from this taqwa. And Allah Ta'ala is saying that the manner of acquiring this taqwa ya amanu a wa kunu ma'as-sadiqeen That the prescription for attaining this taqwa is kunu ma'as-sadiqeen be with the sadiqeen with the truthful be with those who are the true servants of allah ta'ala the pious servants of allah ta'ala and they are everywhere allah ta'ala will not give us a command which is not possible for us to act on this is taklif mala yutaq it is to compel a person to do something that is impossible for him allah ta'ala doesn't do such a thing Allah Ta'ala's servants are everywhere. It's for us to seek them out. So, this is the prescription Allah Ta'ala is giving. But that too requires that consistency in that, that egg, when it is consistently in the company of that hen for 21 days, then the life comes into it. Now that egg which was dead But consistently it remained in the company of that hen for 21 days. Now that life came and a live chicken comes out of that dead egg. But if that hen left it around or that egg rolled around here and there and didn't stay consistently in the company of that hen, then 21 days, 21 years will go by also. Nothing will happen. So this is the prescription, the manner in which this taqwa is acquired this relationship with Allah Ta'ala is brought about and in which this person now progresses in, these, in the field of getting closer to Allah Ta'ala in this taqwa, in this ma'rifat, in this muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. And his heart is then cleansed. And his heart is filled with that great recognition of Allah Ta'ala. But the process, there is no getaway from the process. And mujahada is obvious. So This is what Allah Ta'ala wants from us. Allah Ta'ala is addressing the believers ya you amanu ittaqullah adopt taqwa and taqwa in every facet of life taqwa in the external things taqwa within ourselves taqwa in all the aspects of the sifat of the heart cleansing the heart of all the evils and the prescription allah ta'ala gives in order to acquire it kunu ma'as-sadiqeen be with the righteous this is the way in which this will be acquired allah ta'ala give me also the tawfiq and all of us Allah Taala bless us with this marifat bless us with this muhabbat Allah grant us a tawfiq of undertaking this mujahada that is necessary and Allah make us his true servants wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah alamin
1: اللهم <t-> تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى اله واصحابه
0: واصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صلي وسلم دائما ابدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزى الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهن
1: Inna Allah la ilaha illallah Inna Allah la ilaha Inna Allah la ilaha la 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 Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu Tabaraka wa
0: Ta'ala Alayhi wa Sallam Dil me ra ho jai ik meydan ehu Tu hi ho, tu hi tu ho, tu hi nazar Tu hi tu aay nazar Dekhu और मेरे तन में बजाए आबो गिन दर्दे दिल हो दर्दे दिल हो दर्दे दिल नफ्सो शैतान दोनों ने मिलकर हाई किया है मुझको तबा ए मेरे मौला मेरी मदद कर चाहता हूं मैं तेरीपना وجسا خلق میں کوئی نہیں گو بدکر ناران نام اسیاں تو بھی مگر غفار ہیں یا رب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ اب تو ہے بس تادم اخر وردے زبانے میرے انا لا انا الا اللہ
1: Inna Allah la ilaha Inna محمد الرسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه
0: وسلم. الله
1: الله جل جلاله عمن نواله and Allah 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 Allah.
0: Ah, Rajuz Asma Hamdam Nabood Raza ra khuda mihram nabood Ah, Rajuz Asma Hamdam Nabood Raza ra ghayre khuda mihram nabood Ilahi i ruswamakun Garb damman sirre man برا وا مکن ر بدممن سرے من, سر من پ دا مکن ہر تمنا دل سے رخته ہو گئیاب تو آجا اب تو خلت ہو गئی آجا اب تو خلت ہو गئی میٹ دے اپنی هستی کوछوڑ د ساری بسی کو Basti, basti, Kehta Allah
1: Allah Allah, 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 Muhammad Rasulullah Sallallahu Tabaraka Wa Ta'ala Alayhi wa Sallam
0: Allahumma lakalhamnu kulhu wa lakal shukru kulhu Allahumma la nuhsi thanaan alayhi anta kama athneit ala nafsik Jazallahu anna nabiyana Muhammadan Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima hua ahlu Rabbana ظلمna انفسna ظلمna انفسna ولمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم انك انت الاعز الاكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين والحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان وجعلنا من الراشدين إله العظيم الله oh, Most Merciful Allah Most Gracious Most Kind Most Loving Allah Alamin. ya Allah, forgive us, ya Allah. Allah, forgive all our major and minor sins, ya Allah. Allah, forgive our families, ya Allah. Forgive our relatives, ya Allah. Forgive our friends, ya Allah. Allah, forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu sallallahu wa Ya Allah, forgive the ummah, ya Allah. Allah, shower your maqfirat on the ummah, ya Allah. Allah, remove the suffering of the ummah, ya Allah. Remove the hardships of the ummah, ya Allah. Allah, we acknowledge whatever is happening is due to our sins, ya Allah. You forgive us and forgive the entire ummah, ya Allah. la give us the ta'fiq of those that bring down your Rahmat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah save us from those amal that bring down Azab Ya Allah. Ya Allah you forgive us Ya Allah. Give us a tawfiq of performing our five times Salah with Jama'a Ya Allah. Grant us khushu and khudu in our Salah Allah. Ya Allah give us a tawfiq of staying away from every sin Ya Allah. Protect us from the sins of the eyes Ya Allah. Protect us from the sins of the ears and tongue Ya Allah. Protect us from the sins of the hands and feet Ya Allah. Ya Allah purify our hearts Ya Allah purify our hearts from all the evils ya allah ya allah remove the ego from our hearts ya allah remove the pride the malice the jealousy from our hearts ya allah fill our hearts with your love ya allah fill our hearts with your love ya allah fill our hearts with your love allahumma rizqna hubbak wa hubba man yuhibbuk wal 'amal ladhi yuballighuna hubbak allahumma <laughs> aj'al hubbak ahabba ilayna min anfusina wa ahlina. Omin min al il-bārid ilahul alamin ya Allah Ya Allah, you grant us a tawfiq of doing all that which pleases you ya Allah save us from everything that displeases you ya Allah ilahu alamin keep us steadfast on deen ya Allah Allah, till our last breath keep us on iman ya Allah take us on iman ya Allah raise us on the day of qiyamah with iman ya Allah Allah, raise us with extremely strong iman ya Allah Allah, strengthen our iman ya Allah Allah, grant us that iman which will become a protection from every sin ya Allah Allah, grant us that iman that drives us towards every good ya Allah Allah at the time of our death take us with the kalima la ilaha illallah muhammadur Rasulullah. Allah take us on iman-e kamil ya Allah take us on tobat and nasuh ya Allah Allah take us at a time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you ya Allah full of our covers qab- with ya Allah nur, ya Allah make our covers gardens of Jannah for us ya Allah Allah grant us the shafaat of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi Wasallam. sallam Allah give us the annatul those without any reckoning ya Allah Allah all those who have passed away ya Allah make their complete maghfirat ya Allah fill their covers with nur ya Allah grant them high stages in the Akhirah, Ya Allah. all those who sick, give them Shifai Kamila, Ajila, mustamirra, dahima. remove every trace of the illness, Ya Allah. All those in any kind of difficulties and hardships, remove it, Ya Allah. Ya Allah. All those who are Ya Allah. In financial difficulties, remove the Afiyat, Ya Allah. Grant birkat in each one's risk, Ya Allah. Grant halal and tajib risk to each one, Ya Allah. Grant burqat full risk to each one, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, Ya Allah. Allah, whatever difficulties, whatever, Ya Allah, depression, anxieties, tension people are suffering from, Ilahul <coughs> alamin, <Africa> f- para- remove with it with afiyat, Ya yeah Allah. Allah, the hearts with sukoon and Ya Allah. Fill the hearts with happiness, Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, unite the hearts of the ummah, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of spouses, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of parents and children, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of brothers and sisters, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of family members ya Allah unite the hearts of the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam Ilahul alamin all the work of deen that is taking place accept it ya Allah make it a means of hidayah ya Allah Ilahul alamin ya Allah make it a means of the means of hidayah doing ya Allah Ilahul alamin ya Allah all the good that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam begged for ya Allah we are also begging for all that good whatever Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam sought refuge from ya Allah you grant us refuge as well ya Allah Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khairi ma sa'alaka bihi nabiyyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri ma sta'adhaka minhu wa habibuka sayyiduna محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحابه جمعين والحمد لله